0: Where are you from Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking, bacon and stop working with flour. This is your welcome, America. The podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we're going to translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Hi. Hi, babes. Here we are. We're doing it. Here Um, we are. In in your kitchen. In my kitchen. um, (laughs) On a lovely LA day. We are both living in LA, but we are from the UK. Yes. Yes. I have been here for almost four years. How long have you been here for? I have been here for four months. Oh.
1: And... Not only are we in your kitchen, I'm also currently living in your house, <laughs> <laughs> Look, spending all our time together. <laughs> this is,
0: th- we're just being real with you. This is what it's like. Um, so yeah, I should say I'm originally from Scotland. I've lived in London. I now live in LA. Um And as we said, you're newer to, you're newer to America. How are are things going for you? Other than the fact that you're currently living in my spare room, how are (laughs) things going for you? (laughs) I
1: mean, you've got a lovely spare room, so I'm not going to complain about that. No, things are great. I am adjusting to American life because like yourself, I moved from London. And yeah, it's taking some getting used to, but I love America. And the one thing I don't love, obviously, which we, uh, was a problem that haunted me back in the uk anyway was that no one knows how to say my name Mm -hmm. it's fraser fraser fraser
0: fraser like razor
1: fraser like razor cutting like laser (laughs) a razor not not fraser that show will haunt me until my deathbed um but you know i'm gonna keep you abreast of how many people butcher my name on a daily basis that's great well i mean don't (laughs) worry
0: as i said to you before people my name is ben Pretty simple. People often think I've said Matt the other week at the airport. They thought I said Spen. Spen? Like, yeah, Spen, like Spencer. <laughs> like Spenny.
1: Oh, I quite like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is I mean at these political times of turmoil it's really good to bring our countries together and work on our special relationship isn't
1: it we're uniting countries Mm, you're welcome
0: (laughs) so here's how it's going to work in every episode we are going to tackle two topics Uh, we're going to break them down for you the topics will either be distinctly American or distinctly British we're going to talk all about them we're going to translate them and work out the US or UK equivalent of that topic oh by the way well two things first of all i've had a lot of iced coffee today a mm-hmm. lot of cold brew which is very american and la of me yes um but when i was getting aforementioned cold brew from mm. alfred's uh, a very horrific and annoying coffee hotspot in la there are multiple we're not affiliated oh i saw a british celebrity oh okay now caveat
1: okay I thought you were going to say Kavanaugh. A
0: Kavanaugh. Oh, if only. Who's <laughs> the UK version of the US equivalent of Kavanaugh?
1: Oh my God. Oh, that's tough. He's, oh God, who had like a one, a one hit wonder in the Late 90s. 90s. Ooh, I'm thinking like. Oh, no, because yeah, he was from a boy band. I was going to say Jordan Knight, but he was I was thinking Brit- Jordan Knight. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. fine, fine.
0: <laughs> the US equivalent <agreement> of <laughs> cabinet is Jordan Knight. So that's the kind of thing we're going to be doing in this <laughs> podcast. Whenever we mention something UK American, we're going to be translating it back for you. You're welcome. Um, okay, so I saw a UK celebrity. Now, here's the thing. I didn't know the name of the UK celebrity myself, so you're not going to either. But well, well, I'll, give you, I'll give you three quick guesses. They're in a British band. Oh, God. So just mention the band. Who do you think it was?
1: Uh, Coldplay? No um smaller oh oh god and now we're mm, uh, like a i was about to say a rock band are, <laughs> they, are they a rock band <laughs> uh of sorts mum uh in an indie band kind of um mm, um oh gosh
0: two more guesses i tell you what i like them
1: Ooh, um, which is
0: rare for a, a band with yeah. instruments uh the killers no
1: too big i'm going too big one uh,
0: smaller what was that? It was, I think it could have been my ice machine or it could have been my boyfriend. <laughs> One or t'other.
1: Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Um Oh gosh. Uh, okay. It was I'm a really gu- struggling. It was
0: a guy from the band churches. Oh, I know. Churches. Oh, j- 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 she- um, I, what well, I really enjoyed. So I was in, um, Alfred's This very annoying. It's like, it's like being, it's like stepping inside the Instagram algorithm going Ooh. into that coffee shop. <laughs> um, and it was just really funny because everyone was, you know, very preened and gorgeous and amazing. And then there was a guy who clearly was from Glasgow and it was him. Oh, are they from Glasgow? Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't even know where they were from. Oh, they're very Scottish.
1: Oh, are they? Yeah. I also I honestly couldn't tell you a song of theirs. Take me to church? No, no. that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> oh. I've seen the band that performed that. So I don't know why. Who, who is, is that?
0: that? Who's yours? No no know. one thing you should know about us <laughs> we don't really like bands unless <laughs> no. unless uh the word girl is in yes, front of that precisely price. <laughs> okay let's um, get going with the oh, uh, oh did you
1: have something else you wanted to say no i mean i was just gonna the one thing i was gonna uh, mention is as well as you saying you're on a lot of coffee i just want to mention that i'm on what kind of can i describe as a pretty horrific hangover and i just want to talk about Some of the fun that we had last night. Oh, yeah. We went to our friend's uh, bachelor party, translation, stag party. Well done. For um, our friends, George and Andrew. And we had a wild night that involved a party bus to a tiki-themed restaurant, then a party bus taking us to another place, which was a gay line dancing bar? Question mark? A lot of themes. There was a lot happening. I drank a lot of margaritas. I definitely, there's definitely some video evidence of you dancing to Gimme More by Britney Spears on the party bus yep. and me dancing to Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey on the party bus. And I just haven't had a flashback. As I said that, someone recording it, asking me my Instagram handle and me just screaming,
0: I don't have Instagram. <laughs> Very proudly.
1: <laughs> yeah, like really obnoxiously. Um, but it was great. I love that party bus. It was very great. comfortable. It's well, also saying. something
0: about going into a yeah, something about going into a party bus when you're in your 30s and just like it's just yeah, very comfortable seats and not overloading it. You know, the capacity was probably 20. There were like 14 at best oh, of us on that bus. Just roomy, <laughs> really roomy. Um, oh, and we
1: saw Frankie Grande in there, didn't we? Oh, we
0: did see Frankie Grande. Who do you think the UK equivalent of Frankie Grande is?
1: Ooh. Um, Oh, Can I just
0: clarify? We didn't see him in the party bus. He wasn't our driver. <laughs> we saw him in the gay line dancing place. He was wearing um, what the Americans would say, overalls, translation UK translation. Dungarees. Dungarees with no top underneath, of course. Mm. Uh, yeah, full, who A full face. Full face of face. <laughs> um, yeah, that poor guy. Yeah, um, he was a tragic
1: soul, was oh. it really, wasn't he? I don't know who's the equivalent of him. He's.
0: You, we need someone who's like very... It's just like a, a sibling leeching off Someone famous, their famous brother or sister. Do we have that in the UK?
1: Someone very strange came to my mind, and it's someone very like nineties, and it doesn't make any sense. But I was thinking of David Beckham's sister. Do you remember
0: her, Joanne?
1: Joanne Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she opened like a club, basically. Back or, of it. Or,
0: or what about um, uh, uh, Victor- Victoria Beckham's sister? Wasn't what was her name? She's got blonde hair. She opened up like a boutique. Louise. Louise. <laughs> oh, a name that's gonna come back. A little bit of foreshadowing there. In every episode, we're gonna feature two topics, and we are gonna break them down for you, translate them for you, and work out what the UK or US equivalent is. Topic number one. Let us get going. This is your welcome, America. Welcome back, Fraser. You're up first. What are you gonna tell us all about today? Well, she's back.
1: She is back. Who? And that person is Louise. Much like Madonna, Cher, other one named Liza. Cheryl. uh, Cheryl. (laughs) Other one named icon. Louise, she's back. So uh, a singer, a British singer called Louise is back with a new single called Stretch, I believe it's called. Mm. Yes, Stretch. Um, And it kind of inspired me to delve into who she is and you know she's someone who I think
0: America just clearly would have no idea who she is and nope I think we could talk a little bit about her first of all I do want to ask you Louise do you think she's called just Louise now because of her divorce and uh she's just got a bit of an identity crisis with her last name I think so I think she I think she's got the kind of the Cheryl effect mm. not as bad
1: but similar kind of storylines especially in terms of surname yeah and actually on her wikipedia it does say she goes professionally by just louise which i think is very funny because louise (laughs) is such like a unfamous sounding name that it's just (laughs) (laughs) just like louise anyway um so louise i'll start by just uh reading a bit of a wikipedia description of what she does as a career because i think that's a good way to get a good overall view of who someone is so according to her wikipedia louise is a singer songwriter i'm gonna put a big question mark next to that one media personality actress another question mark next to that one uh, and television presenter so uh, the kind of us equivalent of presenter is host i believe of um and also this is not great for a podcast because it's visual but i just want to show you the wikipedia picture of her it is one of the worst pictures i've ever seen
0: oh now i'm just going to describe this here's the thing you can say a lot of things about louise but you could never say she's not pretty she's a, she's very attractive and here she is it's a picture from the side it's a profile <laughs> shot she's looking into the sun so kind of squinting and holding her hand up to her clavicle
1: yeah she looks like she's in extreme distress and i think she needs to get on to someone about changing that so um let's start from the very beginning of louise um so uh louise kind of Shot to fame in the UK because she was part of a very wonderful girl band. Speaking of bands <laughs> earlier, our favorite type of band, girl bands, Eternal.
0: Now, who do you think the US equivalent of Eternal is? Oh. I know
1: the answer. Do you think it's TLC? Oh no, on Vogue.
0: Oh yeah, I was going to say either on Vogue or uh, SWV.
1: Yes, SWV, Yeah, I, yeah. I think either. maybe on Vogue because I think they had more hits. Okay in my in my I only know that one song by SWV. That's fair. Um yeah, so I would say definitely the, the US equivalent would be on vogue. Got so it. It, it was a kind of um you know, uh, an R&B girl group um and then the unusual thing about it is that Louise was the white member of Eternal and they were doing kind of R&B style pop. Um and I don't feel like it wasn't really ever Talked about or it wasn't an issue. It was just she was just a white lady in a in a in a kind of soul band, wasn't she? It was very strange. Well, what's
0: interesting is that it feels like the reverse of what was going on in the nineties. You know, when you had like a token not white person yeah. in a boy band <laughs> yeah, or girl band, you're right? Actually, in in Eternal, Louise was the token white person yes yeah, yeah, she was it was as if they assembled eternal and the last minute they had a panic and they're like we don't want to ostracize the whites get me one throw her in yeah
1: and, and what louise did you um did you like eternal
0: i did i quite liked eternal they had some good songs i just remember that song they well they i think maybe they're only number one i want to be the only oh, one God. <laughs> and it came out in 1996 around Near a time, it was near like the end of the school year, and it just felt very summery and fun. I, Featuring
1: I, uh BB Winans, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. famously. <laughs>
1: so that was after. So basically, Louise left Eternal, um, in I think it was, um, hold up, uh, so she left the group in 1995, um, so they had wow. a few songs, they actually only released like a few songs with her in the band and actually eternal success kind of happened after she left. (laughs) Once they dropped that dead dead white weight, (laughs) (laughs) then they they really picked up and they had um, just, you know, on a personal note, some of my favourite songs from that era, they had obviously, I Want to Be the Only One, which is a classic Mm -hmm. and my absolute favourite, which is Power of a Woman. Do you remember that song?
0: I do, 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 do feel the power.
1: Oh, love that song. What's great
0: about that song is I feel like, As well as, you know, the idea of empowering women, it probably just really empowered lots of young gays.
1: Oh, (laughs) 1000%. I got it for Christmas. I got the album, CD album for Christmas that year, whatever that was. And uh, it was just reminds me of I was just playing that song over and over and over again on my uh, (laughs) boombox in my room. Uh, Much to my mum's disgust um because she hates women well have i ever told you about what she said about wannabe by the spice girls no and how when i bought that on single i loved it so much that she said that the you know the beginning bit where it goes do 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 ha 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 ha." yeah yo i'll tell you my mum said that i played it so much that the noise of like the beginning of i'll tell you what i want she said it made her cringe because she would be in her bedroom and she'd just hear it over and over and over again (laughs) So yeah, my mum hates... She doesn't hate women. I think she hates the women that I've forced her to listen to <laughs> for most of my childhood. Anyway, um, Louise then went on to have a solo career. Um, she sure did. It's <laughs> kind of a solo music career. And it's a very strange... Her music solo music career is very strange. It exists in a kind of an ether of like, unless you were a gay <laughs> who loved her at the time, no one remembers that she has... That she had a music career. And it was a pretty think, big deal. Yeah, she had some big singles. Although did she hit, actually, did she have a number one? No, her highest charting song. See if you can guess which one it was. I think it's pretty obvious. Naked. Yes, it was yeah. naked. So she, um, she actually, according to what I kind of looked up, she, her first album with she had two singles, and they kind of she was kind of a flop actually, and then she released Naked and that album. And that's what kind of got her, her got the it. rest of her kind of songs. So she started out with um, a beautiful ballad. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Light of My Life? Sure do. I loved that. There was a video was filmed on a black sand beach. <laughs> in fact, I've got like a weird memory. I've just remembered of going to the Caribbean um, with my family and sending you a picture of me on a black sand beach where I was performing Light of My Life. <laughs> that was like about 10 years ago or something. Anyway, um, so I instantly fell in love with her when she went solo especially because I I loved that ballad and then when Naked came out it was like the gay flames just ignited within me me Naked Naked is one of the gayest songs ever made just like it just makes you want to, it was very like infamous, infamous, like sexy song, sexy video, a lot of backwards chair dancing, lots of backwards chairography, which like you just instantly wanted to copy.
0: I just instantly, when I think of that video, I just think of like billowing sheets of satin in front of like a giant fan. Yes. You know, that real wonderful nineties. There was a lot of fan work in
1: there. Yeah. And she was wearing a lot of like shimmer makeup. Um, so that was kind of a big turning point for her. And then musically she kind of declined again after that so but like, wait a
0: minute she had that song which was um arms around the world which was basically <laughs> it was the it was the equivalent of janet jackson's yes, yes, um, um runaway yeah uh, the air the one where she's on the wing the of the world, plane been to many places yeah. yes the, is that the one where she's on the wing of the plane i think so oh yeah. wait a minute am i just singing louise who knows because yeah. it's the same song you and i gonna wrap our loving arms all, all around, around the, the world. world oh Love that I don't know if she had success around the world. Maybe in like Germany, (laughs) Denmark.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Some obscure like Scandinavian countries. (laughs) Um, And she kind of then had a, a late kind of Hit, which I still don't appreciate this because I don't, I don't care for the original source material, which oh. was um, stuck in the middle with you. She yep. did a cover of that, which was irritating. Yeah. Um,
0: she tried to bring back that chair because in the video, yeah, there's she like a guy... <laughs> yeah, she, she tried to bring out the chair from the naked <laughs> video. Um, she's like interrogating, just doing like a sexy dance with like a guy who's tied up, like you know, just zhuzhing his tie around his neck.
1: Yeah, and I just remember she was wearing like she was doing like I'm gonna do a nod to a masculine suit in that video, and I was, I wasn't, I wasn't interested. Yeah, uh, she was another cover of a disco song. Do you remember Let's Go Round Again? Sure do. Speaking of gay, I once, in a very drunken, like, fugue state at university told two of my friends, um, my friends Fran and Caroline, for some reason we were listening to Louise, and that song came on and I don't actually remember this, but I was informed that I told them that it was the gayest song ever made, and it made me want to be a better gay man. (laughs) (laughs) genuinely <laughs> so every time i hear let's go Round again it like it i think i was trying to say to them it made me want to like embrace my gayness more and be like right. a fabulous gay that dances around to disco music but yeah. it just like it just makes every time i hear it it makes me cringe and laugh at the same do time you know what's
0: funny is that there was that period in the late 90s in the uk where lots of like disco songs came back do you remember that billy piper single that she had Ooh. which was also like a disco song yes what was that called mm. so so louise had let's go Round again and Oh my God, I'm going to have to Google Billy Piper singles. But, and she's wearing like a red cat suit or something in the video. But speaking of Billy Piper, who is the US equivalent of Billy Piper? Well, I've done a tangent onto that.
1: Oh, um, US equivalent of Billy Piper. Um, So I think, I feel like you always have to kind of latch onto like, oh, I know exactly who it is. Mandy Moore. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because she's had, she had teen, teen singing start and then kind of legitimate like acting fame. But obviously Mandy Moore is international and wonderful Billy Piper. All of her achievements, whilst great, are, you know, Doctor Who, which can't get into Doctor Who and my absolute hatred of that Yeah, program. we're
0: not. We're, we are, just so you know, in our first episode, we are 100% not discussing Doctor Who any yeah, minute. this is the
1: last you'll ever, ever hear about Doctor Who, unless we talk about Billy Piper and we'll have to just mention it. I hate it, that part. I think it's embarrassing. It makes me embarrassed to be, like, British. It's just... It just looks so cheap and ugh. embarrassing. Anyway.
0: And um, uh, the Billy Piper disco single co- was called She Wants You. Oh, yes, yes, I yes. Know that she wants mm-hmm. you. She wants you. <laughs> I know it instinctively. I know she wants to know she wants you. <laughs> Anyway, back to Louise. Oh, Billy Piper is going to be another topic for another she, day. <laughs> in the same way that we're definitely not going to talk about Doctor Who, we are definitely going to yeah. talk about Billy Piper. <laughs>
1: A thousand percent. Um, so then um, kind of her music career then kind of dovetailed into, my, like most people, especially back in the UK, I feel like they, they became TV presenters or TV hosts. Mm-hmm. So she hosted oh. like kids, kids TV stuff was kind of what she started. So the infamous... Uh, kind of cduk smtv i think she did that hang on a sec
0: she definitely did just Um, so you know uh, cduk was a great saturday morning kids tv program called countdown uk they had music performances we famously when it uh, finished we just we we would always talk about we are both tv producers that we'd love to bring it back one day and just produce it and be in it and just just enjoy it
1: it was it was a true beautiful work of like late 90s early noughties art mm-hmm. where you just could watch pop bands and cartoons and sabrina oh it was the best and,
0: and also if you like go back and watch britney performances in the uk they had big guests yeah there's lots of like very specific and obscure britney like features yeah uh, from that show
1: um so th- it's kind of not really worth talking too much about her tv hosting stuff because it's apart from smtv i kind of don't really care about that
0: are you going to bring up size zero Oh my god! I know. I can just really remembered this. About that. So one th- one bit of TV work she did do was she did a documentary like ten years ago when size zero was a thing, as in like people trying to get to size zero. She did a documentary where she put herself through a grueling. She's she's a very slender woman anyway, but she put herself through a grueling diet oh and god, training program to this. get into a size zero dress just <laughs> to like prove a point. Not sure what the point was, but she proved something. <laughs> anyway, she did it. She got into the dress, but. But what was crazy is like halfway through the show, I just remember the best bit was she was so like faint on this diet that she she put her phone in the fridge. She didn't know where she'd put it. <laughs>
1: was that on BBC Three? I bet it was. Probably. They, they loved that on that, on that <laughs> channel, slash Network. That's another uh, translation for you. Um, so yeah, I won't talk too much about that. But I will say that um, just according to her Wikipedia, kind of extra side work. This is my absolute favorite thing I've ever read on anyone's Wikipedia. Oh, <clears> let's do it. So this is about the year 2000. The same year, Louise was hired to sex up the 2000 National Egg Awareness <laughs> Campaign. <laughs> I just,
0: I, I just, I'm not sure what those things are called. What are they? those round spherical yeah. food objects? Um, oh, there's a picture of Louise. <laughs> oh, eggs, eggs. Oh, no, I'm aware. <laughs> Gotta buy some
1: eggs. I've seen Louise. So I, lo- I just love that. And also what we have glossed over is our absolute favourite Louise solo song.
0: It's called Two-Faced. (laughs) Two-Faced. It
1: includes, (laughs) iconically amongst mine and Ben's friendship, when we both realised how much we loved this song, we (laughs) realised at both the start and finish of the song, there's some fun, like, just talky (laughs) bits with her and some other women and uh <laughs> God, do the do the do the intro line. So
0: basically, so, ba- so basically, this is like a crowd of women, they're all like, oh yeah, I can't believe she's done that. Oh, she's looking okay. so big. And then Louise walks in at the, the door and she says, Hi girls. And they all go, Hi Louise. <laughs> as if like they've just been caught, but they're covering it up. Hi girls. Hi, Hi. And at the very end okay, of the I'll song, it goes back to the talk talking
1: I'll, bit. I'll be Louise at the end as well.
0: I can't believe you said that about me. Believe it, honey. <laughs> I can't you said that about me. I can't Believe it, honey. Oh,
1: I really feel like the cornerstone of our friendship was built on Hi Girls, Hi Louise, <laughs> yes. wasn't it?
0: Hi Girls, Hi Louise! <laughs> we,
1: we genuinely say it to each other, especially now I'm living with you, when you come home, you say hi girls, and I'll shout Hi Louise back to you. It makes me very happy. Um So... You know, there's not too much more. Uh, there's obviously kind of some personal life stuff. She basically married a uh, footballer, which is the US equivalent is soccer. Um, she married a kind of famous football player,
0: but... What's interesting, so she, she, uh, she married a, a, a famous football player. They were both as attractive and as interesting as one another. Yes. Take that for what you will. Yes. <laughs> we should you know, really wrap up Louise by just saying if you've ever had a personal encounter, with Louise, and then we're going to ask who is the US equivalent of Louise? Yes.
1: Okay. So I've got two, two personal kind of encounters. One is not in real life. One is in real life. First one being Louise was my first actual kind of like female crush. Oh. Um. So I basically became obsessed with her and I used to collect stickers from um Smash Hits magazine, uh, which was like a Pop magazine. I don't even know if they have that in this country or what the equivalent would be. I don't even you know 90s, how it works. Who knows? It's very influential.
0: Um, Side note um, Smash Its magazine uh, once did a very big commercial with Billy Piper. <laughs> it
1: always comes back to Billy Almost, Piper. <laughs> everything
0: comes back to Billy Piper. <laughs> um, and basically, I would collect every single
1: Louise sticker that I could, and I had a kind of a pencil tin. Uh, which I would put all my kind of pencils in to take to school. And it had Louise on the front, the inside, at the bottom. Every conceivable surface was covered with a picture of her. And I used to tell, I think maybe I told my mum that I like that I loved her, but I didn't understand how I loved her. Obviously now as a proud and out gay man, I understand how much I love her and what that means. Uh, and as, and then, as we've discussed, her music got you to that out and proud
0: place. Well, I mean, let's
1: go round. Oh, it's just, it was the beginning of that song specifically, those disco strings. Um, and then just... Uh, I've had a personal encounter with her um, when I uh, used to work in a toy store um, back in London called the Early Learning Centre. I used to work in a very kind of posh part of uh, London where we had quite a few famous people come in and she came in and bought a wooden pirate ship
0: for her child. And I'll report back and
1: just say she was lovely. (laughs)
0: Absolute delight, what a dream. A, what a solid, like, that's. you can't really fault a parent for buying a wooden set of anything yeah. for a child, can you? Oh
1: my God, the people that used to come in there, they would be like, they were disgusted with anything that was made of plastic. They Where used in like, London was this? Uh, Sloan, Sloan Street, oh, so in Chelsea.
0: So basically the US equivalent, if we're talking about LA, it's kind of like Rodeo Drive. Yeah,
1: yeah. So And people would be like, um, I'm not buying plastic toys for my child. And also just another side note, once I, because I was a student when I worked there, I once went to get some money out of the cash point translation ATM in this mm-hmm. country and I didn't have enough funds to get any money for lunch. And then the woman behind me waiting to use the ATM, uh, she was carrying three separate Prada shopping bags and I went back to the shop and I cried in the stockroom oh. about the state of my life compared to hers.
0: <laughs> oh, when I when I used to work in jobs like that, I used to have um I would use my Boots Advantage card. Boots, <laughs> <laughs> the, US, the US equivalent would be CVS, and I would go and get a Boots meal deal. So like basically, <laughs> imagine in CVS when you're buying products and you get points in the UK you can spend those points to like buy things in the store and it was like £3.60 to get a Boots meal deal which was like a Thai chicken wrap, a bag of carrots and a <laughs> bottle of water I feel
1: like I just haven't heard the word Boots Advantage card <laughs> it makes me feel very strange hearing it I'm Sorry, just going to give you I'm
0: my personal I, a very quick one, as we said before we both work in television production and uh, she what, I came on a show, I cannot remember what the show was, all I remember is that she was she was as lovely as you'd expect, like super yep. like, just so wonderfully bland and lovely and um, she I remember she said her brother was with her that day and she basically pulled me aside afterwards at the end and said do you think you can get my brother a job <laughs> And her brother was just like classic, very generically handsome, dumb, straight guy. And I was like, Perfect. I was like, maybe Louise. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, wrapping up Louise. Yes. Um, can you tell me who you think? She's obviously a UK pop star and many other things as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the US equivalent of Louise is? Okay. So I think based on a kind of a girl band
1: start to a solo career mm-hmm. to a media kind of career after that, I think that the US equivalent is Nicole Scherzinger.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would hear that. I mean, Nicole, talent wise and personality wise, is like a fifteen compared to Louise's seven. She's just yeah humming along at like a six and a
1: half. Yeah, but she's yeah. I that's my that's my opinion I think would' been a culture what would you think well
0: I have a U.S hair equivalent Ooh, of Louise because Louise has always had just very nice hair it's always kind of been golden and very solid and it's kind of just always looked exactly the same yeah I would say her U.S hair equivalent would be Lauren Conrad oh you are completely right she's also, what I mean? she, she's almost the essence of
1: Lauren Conrad in, in terms of just yeah. being kind of lovely and just this kind of basic but also just like lovely and yeah you're right actually i wonder if we could just fuse the two together so we could say the u.s equivalent of louise is lauren conrad meets nicole scherzinger you're welcome america you're welcome america This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. Uh, so in every episode, we're going to translate uh, British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Ben, it is your topic.
0: Okay. What are you so... flapping your
1: gums about today?
0: <laughs> so we've talked about Louise, who is uh, from the UK. I want to want to go to America where we now live. And I want to talk about Tesla. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So Tesla, for those who don't know, is basically a very fancy schmancy, futuristic, yet kind of dated car company Um, Tesla are very high end um, electric cars and I think since moving to California, you know, the land of the car, I've really become very aware of them. Yeah, I have to say I
1: didn't know of their existence until I got here and suddenly it's been ever-present that they exist.
0: Well, the reason I want to talk about them this week is because uh, they've been in the news. Um, I'm just looking at Forbes.com. <laughs> don't mind me. Once again, Forbes.com is a source you're never going to hear ever again on this podcast. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's my go-to place for news. <laughs> I, I would say that the UK equivalent of Forbes.com, probably Financial Times, I don't know. I don't know those words very well. Mm. Anyway, um, basically what's been going on this week is that Apparently, let me get let me get my notes. Let me get my notes back. But apparently, um Tesla is the only car company growing, but its stock fell 8%. Again, I don't know what a lot of that means. Uh-huh. But uh-huh, it does stocks, mean yep. stocks mm-hmm. percentages.
1: Oh, yeah, no, perfect. A number. Uh-huh. Odds. Mm, yeah,
0: let's do it. Yep. Um But I will say that Tesla is worth discussing. So here's the thing. Um, I was back in Glasgow recently in Scotland, where I'm from. And I happened to ask someone who actually works in the car industry. I was like, oh, how do people feel about electric cars here? And everyone just laughed in my face. (laughs) Everyone was like, no. And here's what's interesting about Tesla is that they've kind of made electric cars cool and sexy. Yes. So I live in an area of uh, LA called Mount Washington, which I would describe as if you're thinking about london it's kind of like clapton up and coming he says hopefully <laughs> and okay it's you know it's it's a fine area but there's still some people here who don't have um uh who have less money than others yeah. i would say and a young couple parked up in front of the coffee shop in a tesla like a really high end white tesla everything in the tesla was white they opened <laughs> the gullwing doors the, the doors that go up kind of went They both stepped out pretty much wearing like... All white? All all white. (laughs) They they kind of look like the the biohazard people from like E.T. When they go to get E.T. from the house. To get like their child at the back to say, I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) But the point is Tesla have made electric cars sort of cool and um, something that people want. So they're technically...
1: They're technically not are they they're American they're not American because the owner is South African I right? think he
0: has we're gonna get to Elon Musk the owner but I think he has uh American citizenship right. but here's the thing he, it's uh, it's California has really embraced yeah. Tesla cars in a way I saw one when I was back in uh Glasgow but here they're sort of everywhere yeah what I love about them is that when you go into them they've got a giant sort of central iPad which you I don't know it's like the brain of the ship yeah I mean they probably don't even call them cars um, my other favourite thing about Tesla is the logo. Oh, yes. Let me just discuss that logo. It kind of looks like um, uh, a logo from a Joel Schumacher Batman movie. From yes. back in the day. <laughs> Futuristic, but also wonderfully dated. Yes.
1: The only uh, Batman movies that we recognise as canon.
0: Absolutely. Batman
1: <laughs> Batman Forever. Batman and Robin.
0: The only Batman movies that we will discuss (laughs) on this podcast.
1: Thank you very much. We will never hear about The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, etc, etc. Couldn't care less. I don't need a gritty reboot backstory. I need Uma Thurman, Alicia Silverstone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And a budget. And and a budget.
0: I think I I was in Planet (laughs) Hollywood in London about 10 years ago and they had a prop from Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character.
1: One of the best characters... There's there's like a compilation you can watch on YouTube of um, his ice puns oh. of Mr. Freeze. And the worst one being, let's
0: kick some ice.
1: And it just doesn't work. <laughs> it, doesn't work. It, doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. And there's so many people in that movie that you forget that. Do you remember who played his frozen wife? Who was frozen in that like bubbling frozen liquid?
0: Well, probably not because it sounds like she <laughs> didn't have anything to do in the no, movie. No, she had a
1: completely non-speaky part. Who's Elle McPherson? I don't know why that information is stored in my head, but it is. But
0: do you know what? Think about what she was like in her friend's cameo that just went on for far too many episodes because she was struggling. Yeah, you know, (laughs) right. That hair wasn't going to get her through anything, was it? Through an acting. So back to Tesla. Oh, yes, that's what we're talking about. The zero emissions car company. We need to talk about the fact that uh, its founder, Elon Musk oh Elon Musk what? Elon
1: Musk Elon
0: Musk so I did a little bit of research on him and what I also love now he's from South Africa originally we're probably being very rude in talking about his name which clearly isn't a name it's just a sound Elon Musk Elon Musk but you know what his brother and sister were called wait a minute let me just find them because I'm, pre- I'm pretty excited about them okay Elon you're, okay you're, um you're, I mean you're never
1: proton <laughs> mask neutron <laughs> Musk.
0: Uh, those are actually the names of my future kids, if I'm ever to have Ooh, any. Uh, yes. No, he has a younger brother called Kimball <laughs> and a younger sister called Tosca. Oh, I like that. I like Tosca. Yeah. Great name. So Tosca I did a bit salad. of salad.
1: Tosca. <laughs> oh, excuse what? me, I'm sorry. Sorry, I just burped. That was what, what disgusting. You, you, I, I what apologize. Burp, what are you burping up? Just a little bit of coffee that I'm having. Oh, Feeling a little bit weak because of the uh, aforementioned bachelor party from oh, last night, yeah. so I needed a little boost. Yeah, fair enough. His margaritas
0: were oh my god I tell you I've told you that in this country you do not like the the spirits the way they are poured is what I would call a Spanish measure
1: yeah well it was that combined with I was guzzling Prosecco on the party bus in a way that I was almost desperate for it I was just gulping it
0: down and being like I need more even though I didn't it was a mistake anyway that's um, Tesla. So uh, Elon Musk, uh, a few things I found out about his childhood is, now I have mixed feelings about the fra- the words that are about to come out of my mouth, but here we go. Musk was severely bullied throughout his childhood and was once hospitalized when a group of boys threw him down a flight of stairs what? and then smashed his head into the pavement until he lost consciousness. Oh my God. How's fucking horrific is that? I'm, you know, I'm really terrified and um, I feel for him until I read the next sentence. Oh. He later revealed that he had to get a nose job to repair the damage... Just get the nose job. You don't need the backstory, Elon. You've got the money. Get the nose job.
1: I honestly thought that the next part of that story was going to be that he then built a machine, like a robot that went and murdered the people that that attacked him. Zero emissions robot, obviously. Yeah, zero emissions. I mean, that's probably happening right now. It's probably just
0: a machine that's slowly killing them throughout time. Um, So Elon, you know, he's a very eccentric guy. It also says on his Wikipedia page, politically, um, he describes himself as half Republican, half Democrat. Sure what does that mean it means elon <laughs> <laughs> what do you get if you get half a republican half a democrat you get elon musk. elon musk elon musk i also feel like he's a sort of very eccentric um ceo that you could only get when you've got a company that is trying to do zero emission cars build a tunnel system called the hyperloop uh also have a company called what? Sp- oh you don't know about the hyperloop what's the one hyper, day, hyperloop. Hyper oh, hyperloop. Yeah. Your Ooh. accent. Oh. When you say loop. Hyper, hyperloop. <laughs>
1: the hyperloop.
0: Hyper. Welcome to the hyperloop. Yeah, he's trying to build a giant tunnel that um, vehicles that, that can just be shot through. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, because one day he got stuck in traffic and he had an idea and he just ran with it. That's,
1: isn't that the exact thing that happens in the remake of Total Recall is that with Colin Farrell and Kate Beckinsale. Oh, and there's Kate like,
0: Beckinsale's hair extensions.
1: Uh, speaking of hair acting for you, Elma Grayson <laughs> did not do it for her. Kate Beckinsale's hair will get her through absolutely anything, <laughs> including the masterpiece Van Helsing. I don't know how we're going to discuss that, but at some point we have to because I love that movie.
0: Who do you think the US equivalent of Kate Beckinsale is? Oh my God. Oh, Who- I think I've got it.
1: Is it? oh is it Jessica Biel
0: I think she's more interesting than uh, basic Jessica Biel yeah I was thinking about her I I kind of think of Eva Longoria oh yes and the only reason being is I feel like Eva Longoria, Victoria Beckham, and uh, Kate Beckinsale for a while, they just all hung out with their hair. Yeah. You know, and just looked really glossy and (laughs) a giant, expensive goblet of red wine and wore like a pristine pantsuit.
1: I believe that I have the theory that Kate Beckinsale has it written into her contract that she has her hair the same in every movie. Whatever period, whatever character, whatever hair. she's doing, she will always have that same hairstyle. well for And her. she, yeah, she should. She looks great.
0: Yeah, good hair. Um, So he also, uh, Elon Musk also wants to colonize Mars. Okay. <laughs> and my favorite thing about him, which I also, I, oh, he had a line of flamethrowers. We won't get into that. no oh, whatever. It was like uh, such a bro-y novelty thing he decided to make some flame throwers who's and, buying them yeah I what know. for yeah throwing flames no no clue lighting a fire i don't know um but my favorite <laughs> thing about him is that he's he's a bit wary and doesn't really trust ai oh which i think is very honest of him it's a bit like if elon musk who's like ahead of all these really terrifying <laughs> um very futuristic companies is a bit like i'm not sure about ai i think they might kill us that makes me scared.
1: Yeah, me too, because one of the features of a Tesla is that it can drive itself.
0: Now, I feel like you have a Tesla story that you want to tell us. Well,
1: let me tell you something. Before I moved to this country, I did not even know what a fucking Tesla was. And as you can account for, I'm terrible with cars. I have almost a blindness with them. Testament being when we went for that hike in Griffith Park and I just kept trying to get into several different cars thinking it was our friend Andrew's because I can't even remember the color of people's cars. I don't care.
0: Who, what do you think the UK equivalent of Griffith Park is? Uh,
1: um, oh, um,
0: I would say in London. Richmond Park? Richmond Park or maybe Hampstead Heath in London.
1: Oh, Hampstead Heath because it's more hilly. Yeah, yeah you're right. there you go. But tell um, me about your Tesla experience. So, yes. So I had no idea what Tesla was and then I kind of came here and I just couldn't escape it. Then um, a friend of mine wanted to test drive a Tesla. So I leapt at that opportunity and went to the Tesla, test drive place, the yeah. Tesla drive place. Like You're a, welcome.
0: I feel like it's just like a, a port. It's well,
1: what I was very disappointed about with my Tesla experience was it looked like a normal car dealership. No. The doors, even the, I felt like I had to push the door open. Mm-hmm. The door didn't even slide automatically. I went to the toilet in there or mm-hmm. the bathroom, whatever you want to say in this country. Restroom. Restroom. It was standard. The toilet didn't even flush itself. No. I had to use a handle. I was very annoyed. I wanted to just... I wanted a machine to just extract the urine from my body. I didn't want to have to do it all <laughs> manually. Um, and douse you with a vapor that would, like, clean your hands. Yeah. That isn't water. <laughs> what I did like is that they had Tesla-branded paper cups oh. to drink your water out of. Again, though, not eco. Paper cups. Thinking about that. Elon. Elon. Can't take those to Mars. Absolutely not. Um, and then, yeah, we went for a test drive in this Tesla, and it was... It was very odd. Um, it felt like being in... The equivalent I can think of is the uh, kind of spaceship cars that they drive in that Sandra Bullock and Wesley Snipes movie. Um, oh, a Demolition Man. Demolition Man, Whoa. yes. It felt like I was in a Demolition Man vehicle.
0: Have I? Re- can I tell you very quickly my Sandra Bullock story? Yeah, go on. So basically, I worked in a TV show. Sandra Bullock came on and she was wonderful and great, amazing. At the end of the show, she'd had such a great time and we're walking out and I just said to her, um, Sandra can I ask you a question? She was like, sure. And I was like, it's a question about demolition man. And she was like, uh-huh. And she was like, wait, you want to ask about the three seashells? How do the three <laughs> seashells work? And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, I don't know how they work, but no one ever thinks about the, the outer edge of the shell and how they're serrated. There could be some scraping action with that. And then she disappeared into her dressing room. Oh,
1: was she, was she as beautiful and wonderful and amazing as I want her to be? Oh, she's just amazing. Oh, if you don't know in... the
0: three seashells, go watch Demolition Man. It is a wonderful movie. And
1: then go and watch The Net, because it's another great movie <laughs> I mean, just, she's done. Just watch loads of Sandra Bullock movies um, while okay. you're sleeping. No, that, yeah. Anyway, um, I feel like I've completely lost the plot. You're talking, um, you're talking, talking about, about your, your Tesla test experience.
0: experience.
1: <laughs> yes, I felt like I was in like a futuristic kind of space car. You know, it was all like glass on the roof, so you kind of felt like it was like... Like flying Ugh. through the air. There was no there's no panel like control panel display it's all displayed on this like large kind of ipad thing that you were describing the best part was there's a little a little like icon of the car and then every time another car passes you it like animates into like a kind of a gray car shape and disappears past the little (laughs) picture of your car so it's like a it's literally how you'd imagine from like a 2000s like future movie it's just like creating virtual cars and like you you know if you if a car comes too close behind you it's got all these like sensors but the the scariest part was it you can put it on like a cruise control where it drives itself and my friend he couldn't he actually got so scared that he kept taking it out of automatic mode because we were on the freeway and he was like i don't trust this machine and now that i know that elon himself doesn't trust ai how are we meant to believe that these cars can drive us What's going to happen? They're going to just take over the world and not let us out of the cars and trap us in there forever.
0: So your friend bought the
1: car, yeah? <laughs> he didn't. I think he. I, I think he actually might. But I'm pretty excited for him to get it because it was. It was very fun to drive it. It was very smooth. I've, and also, very once, quiet.
0: I've also once been in an Uber service in uh, Seattle where all their cars are uh, Teslas. Oh wow! Yeah. I know, pretty impressive. Mm. Um, anyway, I just to, to round this off, I want to say about Elon. One of my other favorite things uh, uh, about him recently was that. Um, I'm just gonna read this headline that came out this week. Tesla leak reveals Elon Musk allegedly threatened to nuke ex-employee. Oh yeah, what a man! Does he have that technology? I, I mean, not in his not in his bathrooms and car showrooms, but I think <laughs> up his sleeves. A
1: nuke nuke technology for the bathrooms.
0: Maybe his new nose can do it. I don't know his nuke nose. Um, <laughs> so uh i've been talking about tesla and elon musk so my question you know he's is from south africa but it's a very american thing my question is who do you think the uk equivalent of both tesla and elon musk is and i have an answer
1: okay so i feel like there's not like a prominent inventor type person from the uk well you're wrong Um, So
0: basically, I would say that the UK equivalent of uh, of Elon Musk is James Dyson. (laughs) (laughs) James Dyson, who famously just... Sir James Dyson. I think he's a a sir. Am I making that up? I mean... He, should, he probably just have a quick Google. Have a quick look. So to so basically, he's the guy who uh, invented like the cordless vacuum cleaner and um, all those Airblade hand dryers <laughs> you see in bathrooms. So while America gets these like insane, amazing cars which can pretty much fly and and I don't know, do nuke people, we get like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, we can Hoover up that cat hair. <laughs> oh yeah, we should say you uh, vacuum cleaner in the US we'd call it a Hoover. 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 Gonna Hoover UK. it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. He's a sir. He is. A, oh, there he is. Yeah. deserved it. I mean, the number of, 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 of vacuum bags he's, you know, saved from the, the, the dump.
1: So what's the secret to this cordless vacuum?
0: Well, it's cordless for a start, right. which means you don't have to unwind the cord, right, find right. a plug to put it in.
1: <laughs> kind of, I like the idea that we're talking about like a sexy car inventor. And then you look at a picture of James Dyson. He kind of looks like uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> that's the uk for you like an old dick van dyke so
0: tesla the uk equivalent is uh the cordless vacuum cleaner and (laughs) elon musk the uk equivalent is james dyson you're welcome america Okay, this has been your welcome, America. We finish off every episode by playing a quick fire game of welcome, not welcome. We're going to mention very quickly UK or American things. And we have to say whether we think they're welcome or not welcome. Fraser, you're up first. Go. You're
1: welcome or not welcome. Sunday roast. So I'm going to say welcome. I'm going to say not welcome.
0: We should explain what Sunday roast yeah, so is. It's in the UK, it's basically when you have like a big roast chicken or a big bit of meat and you have roast potatoes and Yorkshire puddings and all all the trimmings. Roasted
1: vegetables and gravy, which okay. I know gravy is something, they have a different gravy means something different out here we can't get into I that i can't no. quite understand what it is but yeah a sunday roast is very traditional it'll be like very like family cooked at home or if you live in london uh you go to a pub and you're like oh we'll go to a pub and have a sunday roast that's my problem with it why i'm saying it's not welcome is because nothing tastes as good as the roast the sunday roast you would have as a child so then you have all these stupid pub roasts on like a sunday that never match up to it no they don't taste good and it's kind of just like having a Christmas dinner or like a Thanksgiving dinner every Sunday. And I yeah. think it's kind of insane.
0: I know. I'm, I think it's completely welcome. And I will say <laughs> that when I was at university, every Sunday I would go, actually, you no, even on Sundays, because I went in North England and York, um, they love a roast up there. It probably comes from there. Every, every day at the local like canteen, they would do a roast and I would just, and it was from a, it was from a, a part of the canteen called Neat Meats meat, neat, 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 meats. meats, and I'd be like, I'm just gonna have a roast today. So I think they're very welcome. Thank so would you, you say,
1: much. would you say the equivalent would be like a Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, to completely. explain it to Americans. Imagine that having
0: of... a Thanksgiving dinner every Sunday. <laughs> welcome. Okay, my next topic is uh, the word dirich. Uh I'm gonna say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is, a... I'd like a definition and used it a sentence, please. <laughs> definition, please. Oh, it was pouring with rain. It was so drich that day. So basically, drich is a Gaelic <laughs> word in Scotland. It kind of means, actually, pouring with rain is not the best. It's like in between pouring with rain and drizzling. And it's kind of cold and grey and wet. But it's not super cold. It's just a bit damp. And you say, oh, oh drich. I'm going to say welcome. It sounds nice. Well, I say it's welcome too. It's got a lovely quality to it. and I, uh, I like
1: a word that fills a gap that no other word can do. Yes, absolutely. I feel like there is a word for that. But I'm not... Sure, what it is, and I do have a degree in English. (laughs) Oh, it's English literature, though, so I could just read books at a degree level, yeah, and film studies actually. So I can read books and watch films at a degree level. I don't worry about
0: it. Ideally, watch a movie of a book adaptation, and then you don't have to even do the book. Absolutely perfect. That's just called saving time and being sensible. (laughs) Oh, and just this is a complete tangent, kind of, but
1: I've just remembered recently that for my uh, dissertation, I got to write a film screenplay, and it came. Back to me the other day about my film screenplay. It makes me want to set fire, like self-combust with shame and embarrassment. I wrote uh what I thought was a really groundbreaking gay rom-com. Oh and God. then um we one of our lectures or one of our seminars, we had to come in and all uh bring in our first like few pages, and we all read them aloud, they got read aloud in the class, and then we all critiqued each other. And um, mine was read aloud, and <laughs> the lecturer said, Does this remind any of anything? And everyone said, Bridget Jones's Diary and Sex of the City. And <laughs> I basically just completely ripped off both of those things and written the
0: worst sounding movie. Um, I for a future episode, I would definitely like to read that because do you know what you've just mentioned? You've mentioned something that is both American and British in one. Oh, well, Bridget Jones's, Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> diary in the City. Please bring that back. Oh my
1: god! And then just I don't know what I'm telling. You. This is too much information. There was a girl in my class who did a like a gangster like a reservoir dogs ripoff and she had a tattoo of a gun on her hip and her nickname was trigger (laughs) (laughs) i hope she's listening god bless to you trigger you're a wild wild character
0: right what's what's your next (laughs) one welcome or not welcome what
1: is it um so welcome or not welcome, Marks and Spencer. Oh, oh so welcome. welcome.
0: Oh, welcome. Marks and Spencer, the, U, the US equivalent is probably... maybe whole foods? Gel- whole- no. Oh, we have whole foods. Maybe, maybe more Gelson's? Yeah, Gelson's. It's kind of just yeah. like a high-end, very British uh, oh. supermarket. All their food is their own brand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know my feelings towards the Marks and Spencer's prawn mayo sandwich, prawn US equivalent shrimp, <laughs> oh, or scotch egg. Oh my God,
1: you're listening to of my actual nightmare films. <laughs> a, prawn, a prawn and mayonnaise mixture or a, a scotch pra- egg. Or
0: what about a prawn cocktail packet of crisps?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll eat that. I'll eat a prawn flavoured. I'll <laughs> eat a prawn flavouring. I just won't eat an actual prawn. prawn. Got okay. it. I'm like a child.
0: Also the Martin Spencer's birthday cakes. Oh, oh, lovely. So
1: dense, so sugary. i tell you what I don't appreciate. What? That every time you work in an office in the UK and it's someone's birthday, someone goes out to Mark's and Spencers, buys that fucking Colin, Colin the, the Caterpillar. Caterpillar. <laughs> No, oh. no, no, no. Chocolate cake is a travesty and should not be forced on anyone. I don't want to taste you disgusting calling the caterpillar cake with those horrible, it's just like chocolate with like a chocolate it's, swirl inside it's it. It's
0: kind of like a cake, which is kind of like, a, what's that roll that you get? A Swiss roll. A Swiss, it's kind of like a... Swiss, of cho- oh no, a, festive, a Yule log. Oh no, a Yule log. <laughs> it's basically a Yule log covered in chocolate with a caterpillar face in the front. It's like a thing that people think are really cute. It's not cute. It's not welcome. But no. Marks and Spencer's is welcome. Oh, absolutely. Okay, next one is multiple time zones pst eastern time <laughs> what the fuck is going on welcome or not welcome. not welcome not welcome welcome and you know why it means i have to do maths yeah math you- math S- maths i math.
1: can't i can't handle it it's to be from a country as small as uh, the uk to then have to think that you're in a you're in the same landmass as someone else and they are in a different time zone is too much for my brain to handle oh. combined with the fact that I live on... So I now live on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. My mum lives in the Caribbean, which is another time zone. My dad lives in the UK, which is another time zone. My brother works in Iraq, which is another time zone. I have to think of five different time zones when I want to call different members of my family.
0: Your your brain is just like an abacus with all the the things just (laughs) swirling back and forth.
1: I actually can't speak to my brother on the phone in Iraq. Translation, Iraq in this country. Because... There is no time that both of us are awake at the same time. Wow. It is, it's mind blowing. So not welcome time zones. If just time zones in general. Why don't we just all have the same time? Or let's just get
0: rid of no time. Could, I, no, I
1: don't know. What on, why aren't we just all at the same time? Oh, because it's nighttime and daytime in different
0: parts <laughs> of the world.
1: <laughs> that is one of the most stupid <laughs> things I've ever said. Oh my god! It's like earlier today I when we're—it's a
0: Saturday today when we're recording, and we were in a shop, and you and you asked the the store, do you open on Saturdays? And I'm like Fraser, it's Saturday today. Oh my god! I'm I'm, oh. I'm highly intelligent, guys. Just remember, the wheels that. are really coming off, right? What's your? Have you got your final one? <laughs> I've got I've got two more actually. Two more, hit me. Um,
1: welcome or not welcome, Reese's peanut butter cups.
0: I love a Reese's peanut butter cup. Welcome, welcome. And where should it live? In the freezer. Oh, yes, you Straight are right. From the
1: freezer. What's the equivalent? I don't think there is an equivalent. Peanut butter related chocolate just doesn't, hasn't, it's not a thing in the UK. <sighs> we have, we just, it's imported. A reeses. Freddo? A Freddo?
0: <laughs> just like a small snackable a little small bit of little chocolate. A snackable
1: filled thing. You're right, it would be a Freddo. A Freddo is
0: basically a frog shaped chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: frog shaped chocolate. Frog- Oh Nothing more to explain than that. And again, another side note tangent. Did you know that my mum used to work for Cadbury's when I was a what? teenager, like an early teenager? And I was incredibly overweight because I would, <laughs> she would just have boxes and boxes of Cadbury's chocolate. And in our cupboard under the stairs, oh. we were just like, oh, go to the cupboard under the well, stairs. Well, it's cool under there. The chocolate won't <laughs> melt. So there's there's a few different types of uh, chocolate bar that I can't eat. Cadbury's chocolate bar that I can't eat because I gorged myself as a little fat teenager on them. I was a afraid
0: of one of them? Uh, no, it was time out double decker and uh whisper mint Mm, that's fair whisper mint no
1: it's no whisper gold Uh,
0: Um, okay final one but my final one for you is and it's a trick question pickle welcome or not welcome not welcome trick question pickle can mean a few different things Uh, didn't think about that did you yeah i
1: did i thought i thought a pickle the vegetable pickle the spread that you put on things a pickled something i don't want any part of any of them i hate pickled things disgusting
0: a pickle, a uh, UK equivalent, oh. a gherkin. Oh, Pickle... Oh. The, and also, when you say pickle in the UK, it's like a jar of, like, a spread that has a pickle tang to it. I say it's wonderfully welcome, great with some cheese, and an American pickle, great with a burger, adds a tang, adds an acidic no. tang that I want when I'm <laughs> eating some
1: meat. When you have to describe something as an acidic tang, you know you're in <laughs> deep, deep trouble with... oh, oh I, I actually feel, like, a bit sick. Do you remember... Um, did you ever... Um, I worked in a pub and we used to sell pickled eggs, which was just essentially like a, oh, yeah, a, no. like a boiled peeled egg floating in vinegar. That's not welcome. <laughs> that is so disgusting. Not welcome.
0: <laughs> it's, in my head, I questioned, I wonder if those eggs are free range. Of course they're not. They're being <laughs> sold from like the top shelf behind a bar. Oh, they definitely weren't. In the pub, I worked in such a weird pub.
1: I worked in a pub in the middle of the countryside um, and I was like... Not only the only gay in the village, I was the only person who wasn't white in the village. I was a lot. You for were the- ticking box. I was a lot for those locals. It was crusty old men propped at the bar, and then I was just like, hi guys. <laughs> pickled egg.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not Can I a just euphemism. Do a pickled egg.
1: <laughs> oh, God, it was very strange. Right, what's your final topic? Welcome or not welcome? My final topic, welcome or not welcome? Coachella. Specifically, the Coachella Festival. I'm going to say a big, fat, not welcome. Oh. And I'll tell you why Well, you've been to I've it. attended the Coachella Festival and actually, despite having probably the most fun I've ever had at that festival, it was really fun. I the thought of going back there fills me with panic and and stress and worry
0: half of me says welcome, half of me says not welcome I've n- I've never been, I've just been to the surrounding ridiculous parties where we just drank things and laughed at people so if you're saying welcome, I'm saying no, if you're saying not welcome, I'm saying welcome to balance and we're going to be in disagreement. The best part of, of Coachella, so
1: before I left um, festivals in the UK are such like a thing um, and everyone who goes to them is, it's very much people's identity, They're like I love festivals. Oh and
0: they keep all the, those wristbands on oh. throughout the whole year all those and like mangy wristbands.
1: Every person said to me that was very festively, it was, it was said to me um Coachella's just really like sanitized um and really like just like corporate like you don't you can't even like walk around and drink you have to drink in these like drinking areas these like roped off pens you proved them wrong and let me tell you something we got there these roped off pen drinking areas were amazing cordoned off places with bars seating lovely little parasols to sit they were like these paradise areas where you just like lounged under a parasol and watched a band I, so, the drinking is at Coachella, very welcome. And you had to be over 21 to be in there. So, all the douchebaggy, like, 17-year-olds that were, like, you know, being like, I'm in, I'm at Coachella, like, take a picture of me next to the Ferris wheel for Instagram. Um, they were in their
0: own pen, weren't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, they, oh, they were awful. And also, I got shushed during a FK Twigs performance because I was very drunk and me and my friend were imitating how she was singing and how she was performing because she was basically doing like a witch performance and it was so ghastly that we act- someone turned around and shushed us.
0: It was wild. I've got more things from Coachella, but I'll save that for another time. I think that's going to be after a whole other topic. So, <laughs> thank you for listening. This has been You're Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. You're welcome. You're so far up your mouth, I you can smell your own shit! Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. I thought. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy
1: cooking bacon and stop working with flour. Oh, believe
0: you said that about me. Believe it, honey.